The story began for me in the May of 2014, when I brought down from the loft four heavy boxes that contained the albums. I knew about the albums, indeed I'd known about them all my life, but I'd never looked at them seriously. That May I did exactly that, and in it I found an astonishing story. The essence was there at the beginning, with press cuttings, photographs, and all manner of memorabilia concerning the creation of the Army Centre for Mechanisation at Chilwell, just outside Nottingham. I was able to add to this an album of photographs that my sister had been given, which recorded the opening of this huge army depot in the spring of 1938. These albums have now inspired no fewer than four books. The first, War on Wheels, on how the army was mechanised in the Second World War. Then Ordnance, how the army was equipped for the Great War. There is then Dunkirk to D-Day, which looks in much greater detail at the lives of the leaders involved. And the book I'm now working on, which has a title of How Britain Created the Manufacturing World, which began by an exploration of those many businesses that were involved in the massive task of supplying a modern army. So, without more ado, may I start with the very first chapter of War on Wheels. Had you been a passenger on the omnibus from Nottingham Station to the little village of Chilwell on a wet November morning in 1934, you may have seen a tall, heavily built soldier fidgeting as he sat, his eyes scanning all that they passed. In his pocket was the letter from, a, from the War Office instructing him to visit the site of a former cell-filling factory. In his mind there could well have been wild imaginings, a fully mechanised army, light years, from what he had experienced in those four dark years of the Great War. He had been asked to see whether the site could be right for the 1st Royal Army Ordnance Corps depot, specifically for motor transport, and if so, to work out how he would create it. In the late 1920s, the War Office had begun to explore just what a mechanised army might look like by setting up an experimental armoured force. However, during the Depression, this came to nothing as government sought to conserve resources and set its face against rearmament. The Royal Army Ordnance Corps had suffered more than most. Now things were going to change. 